Welcome to the DCR podcast, the podcast that goes behind the scenes at Delano's Coffee Roasters, as well as a peek into the backstories of some of your favorite specialty coffee retailers across America. Welcome to the DCR podcast. I am David J. Morris, your host. As always, I have Dave Rand next to me as my little sidekick here. Well, speak for yourself on little. Oh, what Big Dave. Jeez, man. Well, anyway, yeah, there you short, go. Shorter, shorter than I am, okay? <laughs> yeah, short. Yeah, there you go. Okay, get over it. <laughs> we also have producer Josh with us, uh, making sure that everything sounds good and everything goes well. And Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, today we have Marty Cox with us. Uh, Marty's a good friend of mine and was a past long-term customer. Marty Cox, along with his wife, Louise, is the founder of It's a Grind Coffee Houses. Marty opened the first It's a Grind Coffee House in 1995 and expanded the chain to seven stores before franchising the concept in 2001. He has been recognized in numerous local and national publications and has been instrumental in both building the franchise infrastructure and putting together a highly skilled management team to fuel It's a Grind's rapid growth to more than 200 franchises in 15 states across the U.S. His company was successfully acquired in 2009. So welcome, Marty. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, I'm happy to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. Cool, Marty. Thanks for coming on, man. I'm excited to have you. You're kind of a legend in this whole specialty coffee game, and I'm excited that people get to uh, hear kind of your story. Hey, so let, let's start with this. We talked about in your bio, we talked a little bit about what It's a Grind Coffee was and when you started it and some other things, but what did you actually do before you got into the coffee business and how did that coffee transition start? Oh, geez. Uh so I was uh, selling office products for a company called Eastman, which is now an Office Depot commercial division. Um, and I walked into a sales meeting one day, and there was a sign at the entrance of the sales meeting that said, straight commission salespeople, endangered species. <laughs> I think, wow, that's really motivational. Right. I mean, I love being a straight commission guy, uh, you know. My earnings were basically however hard I wanted to work. And I love that because I could always put in more hours. And uh, my wife and I had been going to a local coffee house in Long Beach here that we loved. We loved the weekend experience going in there. And we had been kind of talking back and forth about, gee, wouldn't it be fun to, to own one of these? And uh, after seeing that sign, that sort of, you know, writing was kind of on the wall that, you know, maybe I needed to start considering some changes. Um, and then I had a local, another local coffee house that I went to every morning on my way to work. And I had kind of a, a weird experience there. They, they just, you know, typical retail, uh, you go in and they just didn't, the, the service just wasn't what it should be. And, uh, I thought, man, I, I think I could do this better. And so lo and behold, we just said, Hey, let's start a coffee house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And you did it. So after a little bit of research, uh, I had, you know, friends in the business. Uh, David, you might remember Paul Blumenfeld, yep. Yep. Um, Tanner's Coffee. And uh, I spent a little bit of time with him. He sort of educated me a little bit about how Coffee House works. And um, and then we just uh, went and got a signature loan and matched, matched out, out all the credit, credit cards, cards and talked, talked to my other buddy, uh, Chris Killer, who was my real estate guy. And he helped us find a location and we, uh, we opened our first store. So I know you went from an independently owned, uh, coffee house chain, small chain to a franchise model. 
Um, why don't you talk about the early days of, uh, of expanding? Most people listening to this will probably be in the seven or less range of coffee houses. And I know you, I think you got up to seven before you started franchising, if I'm correct, something like that. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so why don't you talk about how you went from the one location that you borrowed money on credit cards and bootstrapped and got that thing going until you built up a location after location until you got up to the, the seven corporate, you know, personally owned locations. Yeah. Uh, we opened our first store uh, July 3rd, 1995. And um, we were very fortunate. The store was doing great. Uh, the neighborhood, uh, we were just received so well by, by the, by the community there. Um, and about 18 months after that, we opened our second location, uh, nearby and six months after that, our third location, um, all self-financed at that point. And, uh, after about seven, I think right as we were opening our seventh location, I met my business partner, Steve Schumann, who is a franchise expert. And that's when we, uh, spent the day together driving around all the locations. He educated me a little bit about franchising. I educated him a little bit about uh, the coffee sh- coffee house business. And uh, by the end of the day, we shook hands and decided to partner up and start franchising the concept. Okay. So, so when you did have the seven, let's go back to the seven though. When you had the seven, what yeah. made you different or what made you successful? What made you, so I say that uh, to move into a town, you become the local coffee shop. And I think you, well, I know you did that. How did you go about doing that? The, the one thing that was so important to us, uh, both, both my wife and I are just sort of naturally hospitable people. We, we aim to please. And we worked really hard to build a staff and a culture of hospitality first. Um, we, we, we worked hard to hire people who, naturally wanted to please and help others. And, uh, you know, we weren't always successful, but I think we did a pretty good job. And, and, uh, the customer came first, the customer's needs drove all of our decisions. And that seemed to be received well. Customers kept coming back sometimes two, three, four times a day. Right. And, uh, is that, is that where the name kind of came from too? Like it's a grind, like just kind of referencing, you know, Hey, just it's it, it's a grind. Come yeah, on how by. Did you, how like, did you come up the... with the name? Well, it's, uh, <laughs> um, we, we actually originally had a, a, other names in in that we were considering, and I was sharing my business plan with one of my office supply customers at the time, and and he 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 made a comment. Uh, he said, "Why would you want to call it this or that? Why would you call it something coffeeish? Like it's a grind." And I, well, that's a pretty good name. I like that. And so I you know, wrote it down and, and uh, uh, well, that's the rest of yeah. the history. So we developed the logo, signage and, and the whole bit uh, rolled out as it's a grind, so did, which was did, very appropriate, by the way, especially for those first seven stores. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you, you, I know you went out in the community. We, we had an earlier podcast with um, Brian from Anthem. And he talked about going into the community and meeting people and shaking hands one at a time to get customers at the beginning. Did you do that? I, or we, we how'd you develop awareness, did, awareness? Yeah, we, 
we were out in the community doing every possible event, you know, just setting up the table, serving coffee, trying to introduce people to our brand uh, locally. Um, sometimes it was with a local chamber of commerce. Sometimes it was with just another local business that was doing a, uh, some sort of promotion. Um, sometimes it was just walking around the shopping center with samples and uh, shaking people's hands and inviting them into the store. Um, one thing we always did uh, uh, on opening day, sometimes opening weekend with our stores is uh, we sent the whole crew out to tell everybody, I don't know, within a 500 or 1,000 foot radius, hey, we're opening, come on in, drinks are all complimentary today, we just want you to come in and introduce you uh, to our concept and to our business. And uh, that seemed to work pretty well. So I have a question. So when you were in line at that coffee shop and it didn't do the service that you thought it should be, and you said, I can do better. What yeah. coffee, what coffee drink were you ordering at the time? At the time I was ordering a double cappuccino extra dry. Really? Interesting. Yes. Okay. So now when you go into a local <laughs> coffee shop or a Starbucks or whatever, what do you, what do you order now? What do you think? Uh, drip coffee. Trip black coffee. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the standard that's, in the industry the, for coffee yeah. house operators? <laughs> yeah. Usually starts with a milky or sugary, yeah. sweet, some kind of dessert type deal. And then pretty soon by the end, it's straight shots of espresso or Americano or drip coffee. Yeah. And and, and, and I do all of those and uh, many, many of them each day. I, th I think yeah. I'm down now to about a pot a day. Yeah. Jeez. I don't even, I drink about a half a cup. Or actually, I just drank two yeah. shots. So getting crazy today. Yeah. So what was your favorite thing about running the business? I think my favorite thing was, I think just not anyone telling you what you can do. You can just kind of do what you feel is right. Mm -hmm. um, making decisions for the right reasons, um, not because you have to CYA or please a boss or anything else. Um, uh, I also really enjoyed the customer interaction. Uh, we had some great people over the years. I mean, we had such an incredible core team, uh, over the years that, uh, um, was fun sort of watching them grow up in the business. Mm -hmm. So what did you not like? What was, mo what was most frustrating <laughs> for you? Most frustrating, um, people calling in sick occasionally. And by occasionally, I mean all the time. Um, you know, early on, I know my, my wife and I were, especially with one, two, even three stores, we would be at the store closing up. I'd be doing books. She'd be doing closing procedures along with the staff. And we'd get home at about 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night um, thinking, geez, maybe we can sleep in this next morning. And almost invariably, somebody would call in sick at four o'clock in the morning for their five, five o'clock shift. Um, and we would just wake up, roll over, turn and look at each other and just sometimes cry. I mean, it was just like this just went on for years uh seven days a week um and nobody tells you that stuff yeah, right <laughs> nobody know. tells you how hard it's going to be and the sacrifices you have to make and the and the weddings birthdays and funerals and everything else you have to miss yeah what uh so you're you started in 95 yeah you got 
seven locations. How long did it take you to get there? Yeah. And then what was the trajectory like after that? Because it was, I mean, radical growth in a short amount of time. Yeah. And, and keep in mind, examples. yeah, keep in mind that there's probably uh, people listening right now that have five or six locations and they're thinking possibly about franchising or whatever. Keep that in mind when you give your answer here. Okay. Um, my my first, well, so we it took us about five, five and a half years to get to the seventh location opening. Um, and in 2000, yeah, I think around mid 2000, uh, Steve and I started franchising the concept and, and, uh, we came out of the shoot, uh, very fortunate with, uh, our first franchisee was a 60 store deal. Um, and, uh, we ended up opening, I think, I'm going to say like 20, 30 stores that first year. Jeez. And ultimately up to almost a couple hundred stores across 15 states, all the way across the U.S. Um, my, my one piece of advice to somebody considering franchising is not a definitive, but a probably don't. <laughs> uh, fr franchising has its own set of challenges. Uh, we had some amazing franchisees over the years, but uh, you also end up with a few kind of bad apples that cause a whole lot of uh, grief and headaches and, and just make it, they just add a dynamic to the business that doesn't exist when you're just running your own stores. Okay. What do you miss most about running, running coffee shops? I think just the day-to-day -day excitement challenges, uh, yeah. the, the things you learn every day. Uh, you think you'd seen it all and then something new would happen. It's like, wow, yeah. didn't see that coming. <laughs> there, there's, there's an excitement or there's an anticipation that something's going to change today. And so you don't know good, yeah. bad, whatever it is. And, and there's just that. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. So. Oh, go ahead. You're going to say something. Oh. No, go ahead. So, so what, um, what personality trait do you not have? that if you had, would it would be easier for it to run a business? I don't like to put myself out there probably as much as I should. You know, I'm kind of more of a private person. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess more introverted. So that's probably the one thing that could have helped. I mean, that has its advantages too, but at the same time, it, it had its disadvantages when it, when it came to promoting the business and uh, just promotion. So, so we met you in 96 or seven. I can't remember something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was after you already had kind of started the whole get out in the community and shaking hands and chamber of commerce and serving drip coffee to get your name out there and all that stuff, which me knowing you and you saying just now that you, you, you could be more like the kind of person that likes to be out there or whatever. I can't actually even really imagine that very much. So how was that for your personality to get out there and shake hands and kiss babies and whatever they say? <laughs> uh, you, you just do what you have to do. I mean, you, you book it and then you're, uh, you're, you're committed. Yeah. So was it more, was it more Louise, your wife, or was it you guys as a team doing this stuff? Uh, definitely as a team, she was absolutely more the, the front person, uh, certainly at the store levels. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I was, you know, doing a lot of systemization, yeah. uh, putting checklists together and 
you know, sort of managing the business. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's definitely a team effort. You know, it's not unlike the difference between you and, and you and Chris. Right. And same with with my business partner, Steve. Yeah. Uh, you know, once we started the franchise business. Um, yeah. So it, it you know, we, we had definitely brought different skill sets to to the equation. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. You know, Marty, now we're going to get some real serious questions here. Okay. These are rapid fire questions. And I'm asking between <laughs> so you, and, me, you and David. Yeah. So it's me and you. I don't know. I don't I'm, know the I'm, the, I'm the, I get to decide if you're right or wrong. Sometimes I'm going to participate. Sometimes I'm not. But anyway, so okay. they're going to be like this. So here's the first one. Do you rather live? You, you answer first each time. Yeah. Answer first. Live on 10 acres or have a house on the lake? House on the lake. I'm going house on the lake. Fish on. I'm with you guys. Okay. <laughs> and it's not just because I have a house on the lake. Yeah, there, there you right. go. That's true. Um, okay. Sports car or SUV? And you cannot say, I want a new electric hybrid Hummer, which is a thousand horsepower. So it's basically like a combination of both. No. Track well, classic traditional uh, sports car or SUV? Uh, Sprinter. I'm going which is as close to an SUV as possible. Yeah. What's yours? I'm I'm going SUV for sure. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, you notice I drive my truck or my SUV. Right. Every day even though I have Yeah, and when I have both, I always I always went the SUV. It was always my first choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um better actor, Brad Pitt or Clint Eastwood? It's a good question. Hmm. That's a good question. They're both good. I'd probably Brad Pitt. I'm if going you're talking the... actual acting skills. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going old school and going uh, Clint Eastwood. I'm considered. I'm considering his directing ability as well. I think. Well, not well directing that's not. That's Clint not. The, Eastwood, yeah. That's not the question. It's actor, and I think it's Brad Pitt. And I watched Once Upon a Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again this weekend is phenomenal. I watched it again as well. Did you? Yes. You know that Dave and I (laughs) saw the premiere of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with the founder of Hollywood Video. We loved the movie. He actually didn't like the movie, which was kind of an ironic situation. Yeah, that was ironic. But then he came back and said he actually did like it, which is weird. Yeah. He might might be on the podcast. Yeah. There's a good chance you've seen more movies than the founder of Hollywood Video. There is a good chance of that. Yeah. Yeah. He's too busy making billions of dollars. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, hard work or really lucky? Work hard and you'll get really lucky. Yeah. Kind of a both answer there. I would say um, I'd rather be really lucky. Why not? Well, no, of course I'd rather be really lucky, but I think you need the work hard part for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The harder you work, the luckier you'll get. There you go. Exactly. The old thing. Oh, yeah. Sunsets or sunrises? Oh, sunsets. I got to go with sunset because I haven't seen a sunrise. <laughs> Two coffee guys. Two coffee <laughs> guys don't like to wake up in the morning. I don't know. I'm a sunrise guy. I haven't guy. seen a sunrise since COVID. Oh, you guys. <laughs> nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Now working out. Treadmill or stationary bike? Treadmill. Stationary treadmill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Treadmill. Okay, Mar- Marty, you answered this question. You said drip coffee is what you drink, but do you like it with cream or black, which you already gave that answer? Only black. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. stand 
anything polluting my coffee. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And what's yours? With cream. Okay. Yeah. The reason it, the reason it's whipped cream, uh, with cream, whipped cream, the reason it's with cream is because, um, on the road a lot and I end up having to go to Starbucks Yeah, and I end up getting a short pike with a little splash of uh, cream and it makes it taste a little bit better. If I can, if I can have my ultimate cup of drip coffee, it would be without uh, cream and it would be Bjorn downstairs making it for me in the lab as some kind of a, um, you know, fancy uh, exotic coffee that we have in that week. Yeah. Which you could actually do every morning. I could, except for, like I said, since I don't see the sunset, I don't roll in until about (laughs) 10 these days. It's been almost 30 years. Give me, I, I, I earn the right to come in a little later. There you go. Yeah. So hard work then. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Getting, getting up early is overrated. I think in the whole deal. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. And we'll round it out with a final coffee, coffee question, light roast, medium roast or dark roast, uh, medium to dark. I would say medium, just flat out medium. And I'm going light. And 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 for the record, I can't stand what the millennials have done with light roast coffee. That's <laughs> very light. Yeah, that's true. It can it's just way light. too light. It's practically not roasted. Right. No, so yeah. So um it's so light that as people may or may not know, I'm highly allergic to unroasted green coffee. Deathly allergic. And um, they roast it so light sometimes that when I taste it, my ears start itching because I'm going to get like, uh, you know, anaphylactic shock. And it's it's getting it's stupid. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So medium for sure. Cool. Yeah. Or even dark sometimes. I kind of I, I might. Even, yeah, I might even agree with that. There you and go. Dark man. Is good. I like dark. Yeah. OK. Anything else? Um. How about how about how about advice? How about a, the, the a main piece piece of advice for a um, someone who's get, getting ready to start a coffee shop or who has one location right now that you wish you knew before you started? Oh, that's a good question. So I, I've thought about this before. I think I was almost better off not knowing what I didn't know, and. Interesting. It's Interesting. Good. I, I think what happens if I had known what I know today, it might have prevented me from just going for it. Yeah. You know, knowing not knowing that uh nope, you can't start a business on three credit cards and right. knowing that you can't uh walk into a bank with a amateurish business plan and get a loan and not, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. like, had I known that those things were dumb and you can't do them, I probably never would have tried them and been successful at them. Yeah. Dude, that's good, Marty. That's very good. That's a very good twist in the uh, in that question. I like it a lot. You got to be semi ignorant and go in there thinking, "Well, I, I guess I can do it." Is that otherwise- Ignorance is bliss for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for being uh, out there with us, even though I know you don't like to be out there. Um. And, uh, uh, thanks yeah. for going easy on me, guys. Oh, Marty, <laughs> you're awesome, man. We so appreciate you and and. Uh, yeah, happy you guys are doing well and and all that stuff. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. see see right, see guys. in a few. Hopefully, see you in a few days. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Go from there. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Uh, stay safe. Yeah. You too, man. All right. See you, buddy. Well, thanks for listening to the DCR podcast. I hope you got a lot of great information 
on this last episode. So subscribe to it on Apple if you did. Share it with your friends. And as always, visit our website and buy some of the great coffees we were talking about today. And remember to help people make friends and have fun. 